Welcome to the very first episode of Countdown to Infinity, the Avengers podcast. So let me tell you what the show is, and then I'll tell you how you can win some really cool Marvel stuff um, this half of the year. So the first thing I'll talk about is the show. We watch a Marvel movie every week in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're not watching X-Men or uh, the old Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man. I guess there's more than one Spider-Man. But uh, we watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in the order that they release. So we'll start with this episode, Iron Man, and we'll go all the way to May to The Infinity Wars, the biggest Marvel movie to come out ever in the history of movies. Um, We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have trivia. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have guests. It's going to be a blast. Um, And if you want to be a part of it, then uh, I suggest you go to facebook.com slash DelphinPod. So that's D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. And we're going to be giving away something every single week themed with the movie that we're watching. So it's free stuff. All you have to do is like or share uh, the post and you'll be given a chance to win an awesome prize. And the other thing I wanted to ask of you fellas and gals, we don't discriminate between fellas and gals, um, is we want people to find this podcast easily. And for that, we'll need your help. We need you guys to review the podcast and share it to as many people as you can. As a matter of fact, because we're brand new, it's even more important. So we're going to be giving away something to the first 20 people who review the podcast. All you have to do is go to the uh, Apple Podcast app or iTunes and write a review. Give us five stars. Take a picture, screenshot it. Give us some proof of that and email it to info at delphinpod.com or message the Facebook page. And we're going to give the first 20 people who review our podcast something really special from our little baby hearts to show how much we love you. But without further ado, here's the very first episode of Countdown to Infinity. No one's allowed to talk. Is that it? You can't talk? No, you intimidate them. Good God, you're a woman. <laughs> Is it better to be feared or respected? And I say, is it too much to ask for both? I humbly present the Jericho. Hey guys, this is Emmanuel. And this is John. This is Andrew. Or we're not doing the acapella thing? No. Uh, And this is Countdown to Infinity, the Avengers podcast. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Epic. All right, guys. Well, let me paint you guys the picture. It's 2008. The number one song uh, in the world is this song. You want to guess what it is? Ooh, close. It's, London Bridge. Something uh, by Lady Gaga, isn't it? It's May 2008, and the number one song is Low by Flo Rida featuring T-Pain. I'll oh. be playing that song underneath this movie. Um, <laughs> you should. And Just un- during this segment. Yeah, d- d- under the segment. And uh, in the theaters uh, is uh, coming out in May. It's pretty packed. Um, I don't think that's the show they got them apple bottom jeans. I think that's with, it. With the fur. Doesn't that sound seem like such a classic song? And that show they got low, low, oh, low, yeah. low. Just so you guys, if you, if since this is an audio podcast, Andrew is and bouncing. give that big booty a snack. He's shaking his <laughs> butt so hard. Yeah, um, he's shaking everything. But uh, in the theaters, uh, the movie The Strangers, Indiana Jones. Uh, and the oh, the kingdom of the crystal kingdom skull. of the crystal skulls. Oh my God, Harrison Ford looked older then than he did now. <laughs> but another movie comes out: Phase One, Chapter One of the Marvel Universe, Iron Man, starring Robert Downey Jr. Um, released, and oh boy, was this such a gamble for everyone? Really. Everyone Just involved. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, so this is our first episode of Countdown to Infinity, where we talk about every single Marvel movie. Um, and this is our first episode, so we're starting with Iron Man 2008, baby. Where were you guys, 10 were years we, ago, technically. What were you guys doing this, in 2008? I was in, I was a senior in high school. I think yeah. I, I think I had met you that year. Remember? That like, means I was wow, a freshman. Crazy. Wow. That means I was... We were all in the same high school. We were all in the same high school. Yeah. Wow, and look yeah. at us. We were friends. 10 years later, we couldn't get out of our comfort zones and find new people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
We stayed. <laughs> boy, is this a big self-reflection? Folks. Oh boy! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what? My friends list has just gotten smaller and smaller. And uh, <laughs> God damn it! But yeah. So ten years ago, this movie comes out, and you were just telling me before the podcast, maybe we went together. Actually, yeah. We, well, because this because you of the, you had a car. Well, I did have a car, but also <laughs> the thing is, like, remember we were in a we had broadcast together, which was like you know the broadcast news yeah. uh, club and stuff. And so, sex um, ed. We uh, that's where I remember you are, two. Well, they combined the sex ed and the broadcast class together, <laughs> and it, it was, was a poor making class. It was a bad idea. <laughs> and they got rid of the sex. So we were just like, yeah. wait, why am I still in this class? <laughs> yeah. That's when we found out what movies were. <laughs> but yeah, we were in that class together. Um, we did. Um, our teacher um, at the time offered. I think she had like media passes or like you know uh, uh, free screening passes of Iron Man. We little little baby boys like us were allowed to watch movies early to review them, even though we had no uh, experience doing it. I, yeah. I remember. I think we watched this movie, and our review was just that was cool. <laughs> that was so cool. Shit was dope, yo. I remember actually just. I mean, all jokes aside, I remember watching this movie like and being like kind of weirded out by it because I don't think like you know. Um, I didn't think that Iron because Iron Man was always like you know, and then I think even Marvel notices too is like was a B character, like everyone kind of thought like he because at the time when this movie came out, like you know they, I think the Spider Man franchise had just ended the year before, like Spider Man three, well, yeah, even and then the X Men like, movies are first, like you know, pretty much our first interaction as kids was uh, the nineties cartoon. Iron the 90s Man. Iron Man, yeah, cartoon. And but it was that, it was kind was, of even a little lame. Yeah, exactly. And stuff, even like, then you know. he was a B character. We're like, oh, we gotta watch Spider-Man. We gotta watch X-Men. And then if we have time, we'll watch Iron Man. Yeah. And I really didn't even know who the heck Iron Man was other than Robert Downey Jr. He yeah, says, no. he says it at the end. Other than tiny little uh, you know, cartoons, him popping up as yeah. almost cameoing in other, in other Marvel stuff. Other but, Marvel yeah. stuff. But yeah, it was so cool because uh it actually played, I think, to their advantage because we didn't know anything about him so we had a blank page to mm -hmm. to kind of develop what we thought about the superhero who would eventually become like the superman of the marvel universe. the marvel, the marvel universe. cinematic universe yeah um yeah so this uh so we're going to talk about what we liked about the movie um so just so you guys know what else we're going to talk about in this in this episode we're talking about what we liked uh, we're talking about how it fits into the marvel cinematic universe we'll play a trivia game over some of the behind the scenes of making iron iron man and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll even talk about like uh, cameos and 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 the after credit scene, and then what we what we what we think about um, just the movie in, in general. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's get started with what we liked about this movie. Um, yeah, I, I can go first. I'll say this: pretty good. My review hasn't changed since I was a senior <laughs> or a kid in high school. Yeah. Hey. Pretty damn good, huh? No. I don't think I ever expected a superhero movie to be this fun, uh, this fun, yeah, this funny. Um, and did I think that I would relate to a character like Tony Stark, who is way richer than I will ever be, mm. um, more of a douchebag, I think, than I would ever be. Well, and it's just so crazy because, like, before this, he was like, you know, if everybody for sure thought his career was over, like, what, yeah. like, that, that, like, no wonder this movie's gonna bomb. It's got some fucking you know drug, drug addict, addict yeah exactly who had hookers in his apartment or like didn't he have a dead hook or oh, that was ben affleck i have no idea what you're talking it was, about no, he he fell, i think he fell asleep one time at a neighbor's house oh shit like at a neighbor's yeah house this dude was, was like, like really down drunk. the drain washed up like on the last leg of his career and for sure you never you obviously you never see anything like this coming where it's just like oh he's the highest paid actor in hollywood now boom he, yeah he just surpassed the rock you know or something like that where it's um, it's pretty crazy. Even ten years later, he's still getting paid this big money for ten ten years of. And he plays it, but the reason like he's getting paid that much is because he, he knocked it out of the park. Like you know, the um John Favreau cast when he cast Robert Downey Jr. in the role, like I think in late '06, um I think he cast him just for that reason. The fact that like Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr.'s um lives kind of mirrored each yeah, other. Yeah, they related to each other so well that. It blurred what yeah exactly was like acting almost, and what he had experienced exactly yeah and so like he yeah, I think he came from this background where like you know he came from a big party background and you know and this and that and he's turned his life around as an actor you know um, at that point you know because I think at that point he was sober obviously like you know I mean he's still sober now so and something really brilliant about Iron Man which kind of happens in a lot of other Marvel movies is it really focuses on something that. Um, is relatable in the real world because a lot of this he's a weapons manufacturer and he profits from war 
And during this time, the Iraq War and the war in Afghanistan was still happening, mm-hmm. and it was a it's it was an odd source for commentary on war profiteering. Um, yeah, at the time, because it it was it was it was such a crazy thing to see in a movie. Um, now you guys are comic book nerds. Uh, <laughs> I saw the the comic books all over this room. They were all sticky. And uh, <laughs> I was kidding. Boom. But but so how in the comic books? Obviously, there is no Iraq War when Iron Man was created. How does Iron Man? Um, how was he made? Like, what was the I environment think it's a like? Vietnam War, right? Yeah, it's the well, same, almost the same exact same situation, just like in a different time. Period. Okay, different era. Yeah, mm. he's still a rich guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like that's the whole story. The, the origin story of Iron Man is is him being taken down a notch and basically like you know, um, you know. Kind of like, you know, not, I wouldn't say like, because a lot of people ca- compare the character with Batman and Batman is kind of, it's He's almost also the same a rich thing. guy. It's just because they're rich, really, like at the very end of the God, day. Rich people just are, are, they don't get any respect, you know, they they're always getting lumped into the same thing. Higher taxes. But yeah. Higher tax. The story of Iron Man and Tony Stark in the comics and just in general, like the actual story is just about this guy who becomes, you know who wants to give back and be- wants to do more than what the com- the company that he's responsible for doing, which is like, you know, his company is responsible for, you know, selling weapons and making weapons and stuff like that. And then he, one, one of these days he gets basically like, you know, held up in a, in, you know, as a POW somewhere. Yeah. Basically. And then, you know, he's, he's he actually for, sees the, yeah, exactly. Sees the, the damages, effects, the damage yeah. that like his, his, um, his company makes out. So he dedicates his life to, you know, doing the reversal of that. And he does that by making a iron suit and escaping that said prison and then going off and perfecting that suit and design. And then that's, you know, the character that we all know and love today. And he's Iron he, Man. and he's a brilliant person. He's a brilliant guy that has sort of a weird daddy complex thing mm-hmm. um, because his father died young. Um, something that is really evident, and we have it playing here, so we're watching a scene right now, is this symbolic thing with Icarus who flies too close to the sun and then mm-hmm. falls. Um, it's something that they they reference in the movie. Boom, hit but for Infinity War, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't so know. He, he flies really close to the sun when during Avengers. <laughs> um, he goes yeah. through that portal. Um, but yeah, so this original <laughs> Iron Man, it was such a risk for Marvel, and now we have a huge podcast about it, but um, they took out a loan. I forgot what it's for, what it was for, but I think it was... To make their own... Well, because Marvel... It was a lot of money, millions, it. if not billions of dollars alone to make you know, a series of films, right. hopefully to turn a profit. And this was the first... This was the big gamble. Like yeah. They had to make it all on this one, which is the cool thing about about all that stuff is because I had been hearing since I was a kid about an Iron Man movie being in the works. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember um, my older brother and us watching, like, you know, um, Entertainment Tonight back in, like, the late 90s where, like, you know, they were finalizing a deal to, for Tom Cruise to be, like, Iron Man. And that movie never came about. Thank God. And, and so whenever I apparently I read that, like whenever this movie changed hand and Marvel got a hold of it, Marvel wanted to do it themselves. Everyone was very reluctant, like writers and no one wanted to be a part of it. They were just mm-hmm. like, wait, it's just you. Like, it's just Marvel that's doing this movie. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. And then like no other studio and stuff like, no, we're financing it. We're doing it like stuff. We're, we're getting it distributed through Paramount. But we're doing like Marvel's like we're trying to make this movie. And everyone's just like, oh, you guys are a comic book. A company. Com- yeah, yeah a exactly. Comic you book. guys don't make movies. You, you so, make like, books. And so, and then, so the production of this, when you read, we don't want to go into the entire history because obviously that's a whole episode in itself, but you know, um, throughout the production of it, like, you know, it was, it was actually, if you think about it, it was almost, it didn't seem like a Rocky production because everyone seemed to have fun on it and everything, but like, it seemed like, you know, from the, from an organized filmmaker's point of view, it was a Rocky production. Didn't you say there wasn't a script when they started shooting? Exactly. There wasn't a script when they started shooting and, um. Which caused like you know uh, lots of actors and like you know whenever the call days happened like the actors would get together they were given outlines of what the scenes were supposed to be and it's so crazy because like the, another movie that was like that was Green Lantern and it's basically like the the you know, opposite yeah exactly yeah. like whoa like you struck gold and the other one just sucked ass well I think a lot of it, it was the experience of the man they gave the reins to for all of the Marvel. Cinematic Universe, um, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, <laughs> who did have some um, uh, history with comic book films with the X Men, X Men franchise. Started, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he took a lot of his film prowess and he decided for the first uh, time film, to do it by himself, basically. Yeah. yeah, and and he chose a director, John Favreau, to make this movie. Um, what do you guys think of the choice of, of getting someone who had one foot in the in the comedy realm? 
um, to make this movie. I thought it was pretty good. Only from watching um, Favreau's movies before. Like, Favreau obviously has... He's kind of like a... Um, like, kind of like a mainstream blockbuster filmmaker, you can kind of tell. Like, very safe, like, family type of filmmaker. Like, he makes... Um, he's made Elf. Zathura. Zathura before this. Yeah, Elf and Zathura. Elf, Zathura. Um, and then, obviously, recent ones like The Jungle Book and The Lion King. Yeah, and then he's also... But he's also done, like, you know... Um, he he was an actor like for a while too and he's done like a bunch of like you know actual really good roles in that so he he obviously came from the comic book or the filmmaking realm and i think choosing john favreau was very um i don't know it was unexpected i guess at the time like well, you, know, you can't really the same thing where marvel's still doing it now or where they'll get just take a chance undiscovered uh talent or they'll get someone who has one movie under their belt and they'll trust them and but i mean they're they're good at not just picking someone, but, you know, actually studying them and really analyzing what they did in their past work, even if it was just one movie. I'm surprised sometimes at how how many uh, comedic directors they choose. Because um, outside of John Favreau, I think the Russo brothers made uh, episodes of Community. Community, yeah. And, like, and actually... Rest of Development. Rest of Development. Rest of Development. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? There's probably a ton. James Gunn definitely made... Did some, like, trauma Some stuff. trauma. Like, yeah. Yeah. made Anchorman, was Ant-Man. Yeah, so I, th- I, I, I think it's really cool. And I think that's one thing that makes this... Um, movie even better and different was how it was funny not just in the in the lines that they were saying and they definitely didn't write that many one-liner jokes but just in situational things or um, the way it was cut there's there's definitely some some humor to it and that's what makes other movies seem so weird and so serious and that's kind of marvel is such a big thing that it's almost conditioned audiences and now we relate other movies to how comedic they are yeah exactly um, think of how suicide squad course corrected after they they wanted to throw more jokes in or other you know comic book movies that, right that that i guess try to be a little bit you know uh, uh more world more world buildy yeah with with, yeah. with kind of the stuff they're doing but yeah so this movie definitely was, was great I, I love john favreau did a great job balancing everything that he needed to Just and making a whole really good fun movie because before that like like i said even because this movie was released a couple of months before Dark Dark Knight. Yeah. And so we had we hadn't gotten that big emotional gut punch of the superhero like genre yet and stuff like that. But in a way, this kind of was a very different turning point for the genre because like, you know, movies before this, I think Batman Begins, the X-Men series, the Spider-Man series, you know, the the one off Marvel ones from Fox like Daredevil and Elektra and all those all those other movies. The um, Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher. Like some of them had like emotional moments, and they were trying. They were either trying really hard to be comic booky, or they were trying really hard to be like uh, emotional and and um, you know and and realistic. And some of them weren't working. The only ones that were working that were basically like you know because we already saw that with the Spider Man series how it kind of w- dipped down in Spider Man Three. The only thing that was kind of working at the time was Batman Begins, but the Dark Knight hadn't come out yet. So this was actually a really weird change of pace for for the for the comic book movie genre in general. Cause like yeah. this kind of brought it out of the brought it out of like this, um, this golden age and took it into like a silver age kind of. Yeah. Guess. And the, and yeah. the balance I think was tough between, <clears throat> cause obviously when you're dealing with comic books or things that have such a rich historical source, like mm-hmm. where every character could be a reference to something from somewhere else, from somewhere else, that yeah. balance is really important to know when it's too much or to know when it, it gets in the way of the movie. Um, so I think Iron Man set that tone really well so that other directors and filmmakers would know, you know, I'm going to make a really good movie and it's just going to be just to happen to have a superhero in it or right. have this character in it. Mm-hmm. But it, it first and foremost, it's a fun movie. Like yeah. It's also too, because I think Marvel more so than any other type of comic book, you know, um, not to throw digs out to like DC or anybody else, but the thing Fuck is like you. Marvel <laughs> knows what these characters are at the end of the day. They're like, you know, they're superhero movies. They're, they're, they're relatable. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're people. They're just like, they're, 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 they should, you know, they're, they're fantastic over the top characters. Like you should have fun watching these movies. Yeah. And well, I think and they, that's they the get cool that thing right. That, I mean, they didn't have the idea like, like Lucas says, where it's like, oh, there's, that was a rope for like six movies or something. This one was just like, make a good movie and then we'll take the next step. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's not like they were like, oh, man, Infinity War is going to be. The, Which it know, seems the, like now it seems like now from the beginning, everyone says just like, oh, let's make an after credit scene to set up the next one. But that's all of these after credit scenes that Marvel puts into their movies are actually filmed after the main movie is fucking made. 
like and they're even written after the main movie is like yeah. already made so like you know that's it's pretty cool like that they you know because no one seems to get that even now like you know we have the dc universe and we had the failed dark universe from like universal that tried to do the stuff and you know they're not listening to what the hell was been working all along which is just make a fucking one good movie and yeah. then and then go on from there. Especially if it's the first. And that's what mm-hmm. Iron Man is. It's the first. So Yeah, exactly. Well, it, uh, plenty of franchises have failed after the first one has, has failed. Because you can announce dates for sequels all you want. But if the first movie doesn't do well, those dates are, are you know, th- it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you thought or mm-hmm. if what loan you have or what you planned. And, yeah, I think I think it was so great that they focus on making this one good movie. Um, but yeah, but And then you kind of get the idea because they got such a big loan to obviously make more movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and another, we talk about this loan so much, but because there's so much writing on this, if, if these movies didn't recoup the costs, I think Marvel studios wouldn't have, yeah, they wouldn't oh, yeah. have made any more they, movies they for a while. The, what a they had time. as collateral, the things they were going to sell were the characters. So if Iron Man didn't do well, they would have lost the rights to literally every, every other, other character, character yeah. Captain America. They be, and they would have been auctioned off to, to different, different studios. studios. Yeah. Different studios and we yeah. wouldn't have this universe that, that we had. So it's crazy to think that that, that risk really paid off. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take our first break. When we return, we'll play our Iron Man trivia quiz. Just a reminder for you guys, if you like this episode so far, we want more people to find it. So go to any place you listen to podcasts and review the movie. Again, we're going to give the first 20 people that review it something really special in the mail. When was the last time you got something cool in the mail? You probably just got bills and and maybe you, you got something you bought from Amazon, but you may be getting something from us. So review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Take a screenshot, give us some proof, send it to us, and we'll send you something really special. And it'll be sealed with a little kiss from our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> you lose automatically. I'm, I'm wilderness now. <laughs> Sounds like I haven't shaved in like years. Welcome back to the podcast. So it's Countdown time to for infinity. It. Boom. It's time. Oh, yeah. No, that's what it was called. Um, uh, th- this is our Countdown to Infinity trivia game. We'll do this every episode. And this is our uh, Iron Man trivia game. So here's how it works. I'm going to read a question. There's going to be four answers, and I'll read them. And then John and Andrew will get to, to pick what they think is the correct answer. So this is going to cover some behind the scenes, some drama that happened in Hollyweird. Um, and we'll post a link up so you guys can play it, too. Although... You are going to hear the answers. You are so going to hear the answers. Them. Make sure yeah. you just play this as some white noise as you fall asleep. You guys can be uh, ringers. What are those people called that go to pool tables and they already they know that they're good at... at hustlers? The, hustlers. Yeah, you can hustle some people. You can be a Marvel trivia hustler. hustler. Yeah, exactly. Mag- hustler Magazine. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So here are... It's going to be 15 questions oh, on Iron on Man it. 2008. Are you ready? Cool. So how many separate pieces comprise the Iron Man suit? What the fuck? How many separate pieces comprise the Iron Man suit? So your choices are 1,000, 2,500, 450, or 87. Wow. Wow, you both got it right. It's 450. 450 pieces. I wanted a mid-ground, and that's what what it was. Yeah. Don't don't think that... that we're nerdy like this. Yeah, right. You guys know exactly what how many pieces. Uh, guys, Welcome to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. What's your favorite uh, piece of the suit? Um, the crotch. <laughs> it, it's 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 a vibranium cup, cradles the nuts. I am um, my no my, my love goes to when it comes to Marvel heroes. My love is always undying when it comes to Punisher and Daredevil. But when it comes to Iron Man, Iron Man looks really badass just because of his helmet. Yeah, his helmet looks. He's got amazing. a sick helmet. Yeah. I think it could look cooler. All right, well, let's go to the next question. Oh, John answered a little bit quicker. Yeah. So the, he's, he's up just by 36 points. Here's the second question. What does Stark's computer system, Jarvis, stand for? Is it just a rare version inside Stark? Just another reason Vision survived? Jennifer Aniston's red visible iron skirt? Or just a rather very intelligent system? Boom, you both got it right. I think John answered that one quicker, though, way quicker. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just I, answered it right I now. knew that since Jarvis, you know, whatever. Yeah, Jarvis for stands for just yeah, a You guys know that Jarvis is actually that, a reference was... to Edwin Jarvis, the butler right. of the Avengers. Yeah, the Roman, oh. right. So uh, just a rather very intelligent system. Which is actually, I mean, 
She's actually an actual uh, character in the Agent Hecky Carter, Agent Carter series. Actually, yeah, we someone, we should have put just a rare vision inside Stark. So oh, get nasty. That would have been good. Oh, here yeah. is our next question. John is a little ahead here. It took 17 years to develop Iron Man. Which of these studios owned the rights? Oh, Damn it, John got this too. Point. Yep. So was it 20th was Century Fox, New Line Cinema, Paramount, or Marvel Studios? All of them. All of them. But it was New Line Cinema that was like. That had it the most. No way to get that one wrong. Wow, that's awesome. The 20th Century Fox, New Line Cinema, Paramount, and Marvel Studios, they all had their rights to Iron Man at some point. Trick um, question. Yeah, trick question. Disney's also should be in like there, too. Huh? <laughs> None of them had the rights. <laughs> all right. Uh, John is ahead. He's got... Uh, Everyone hit an answer streak you know, three John, together. you're ahead, but you're not that far yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm not that far ahead. Yeah. All right. Because of Iron Man's obscurity as a character, how many writers passed on Damn writing it. this movie? These are all crafted towards John. <laughs> Five, 16, 30, or two. So how many writers passed I, on I the movie? I fucking, I got this one wrong. Five, 16, 30, I guess, or Dan, two. I'm sorry. Oh, I already. No one got it right. Yeah. Thank God. 30 writers 30. passed. Shit, I didn't see Christ. 30. I saw it like your head was in the way. God damn it. I'm yeah. sorry. He's like, I thought. <laughs> 30 writers, 30. yeah. So that not that crazy how many people didn't want to make this movie because they thought it wasn't going to make any money? Because they thought it wasn't going to make any money and they didn't know about the character. Yeah. Like, it was just super... Like, they're like, Iron Man? Who wants to make a movie about a robot? But like it's That's basically really, what they've been saying. Like, if you're a writer, wouldn't you think that'd be better? Because it's easier for you to not have to, like, fit any line instead of, hey, you have to write Superman. You have to make sure that he does these I guess that's true. 10 things. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it's a, it's, you but know, again, like these scripts are were shopped around to, they're not shopped around to comic book writers or anybody who knows material. They're shopped around to screenwriters. Yeah. So like, who make like character arcs. Yeah, exactly. They make character arcs, but also like, you know, sometimes they don't like, you know, like they, they could come from a, you know, from a background of just like craft creative writing as opposed yeah. to like comic books. So that I can understand that. Here's our next question, John. Still just barely ahead because mm. no one won that no one. No one won that round. Which character was only originally supposed to be a small part of this film? Was it Agent Phil Coulson, reporter Christine Everhart, Pepper Potts, or Happy Hogan? Fuck. Nice. Booyah. That's Agent Phil Coulson. So the actor who played him... Uh, Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg was... Was didn't even have a name. They just called him Agent originally. Now, yeah, now the star of his own TV show, yeah. Agents of Shield, and, and he did so well with the other characters and in reads that they said, "Hey, this guy has to be in all of them. He's the the link. Yeah, like, he's, he's the link. link We're basically. gonna get you to unite the yeah. Avengers." And Clark Gregg is hilarious. He's a he's a really funny. He directed Choke with yeah, Sam. He's, he's a writer director nice. too. Sweet. So yeah, well, he just made his uh, Agents of Shield debut and directing also. Yeah, wow. that's pretty cool. Pretty sweet. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, Agent Phil Coulson. Uh, luckily. The actor made him a really good character. Damn, you put Pepper Potts down? Yeah, my yeah. bad. <laughs> wow. Damn. I thought that was something else. My bad. Like, He's like, it was your head again. Ooh. I Here thought it was 30. So now Andrew is on top. Damn, 900 bucks. Andrew's 900 the top types. now. Yeah. Prison rules, baby. Power bottom. Here's the next question. Iron Man was nominated for two Oscars. Which two were they? Fuck. Was it best actor and best sound design? Best sound design and best sound editing? Best production design and best supporting sound mixing, or best special effects and best sound editing. Uh, this is weird. I don't I'll give you guys time one. to read it because it's just. Now we only have 17 seconds. I mean, you have yeah. Boom. Oh, yeah. You both got it right. Yeah. It was I nominated. I, I, have, I got more points than that. For best special effects and best sound editing. Best supporting sound mixing doesn't. Is that a real award? No, that's okay. Made yeah, up. I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> it doesn't sound real. <laughs> I, it'd be interesting. We got to find out how many of these were nominated for Oscars, but I feel like. Uh, special effects is easy for most of these superhero most movies. Most of these yeah. movies, but yeah, definitely. Cool. Awesome. Ooh. The Wilderbeast. A- Andrew is still on top now. He's got 4,800 points. And like, uh, yeah, John's about 1,000 points or, uh, below Andrew. Yeah, but this is the way the last game started, and I fucking lost. All right, here we go. This was the last film that which Hollywood legend worked on before his death? Was it uh, Stan Winston, oh. Sidney Pollack, Bernie Mac or writer Michael it's Crichton? Got to be, yeah. And then actually, Mac. that picture was a was a trick or a hint. But yeah, this is the last movie that Stan, Stan Winston, Winston yeah, worked on. So he did make some of these practical effects Iron Man suits, which is really great. Stan Winston made you know, a ton of movies. Uh, my favorite, I think, um, freaking Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Terminator was the first thing that Terminator? he really cut his teeth on. So it was pretty cool. Confession of the Christ. Oh, wow, I didn't know that he made <laughs> that fake phony <laughs> movie. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry to our Christian Marvel fans. <laughs> um, here's the next question. 
Oh, nice. Uh, Andrew's making a comeback on? here. He's about he's 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 stretching his leg. Oh, I'm getting streak points. Question Sounded. eight. Which actor was not considered for the role of Tony Stark in the film? Not considered. Was it Leonardo DiCaprio, Nicolas Cage, Clive Owen, or Sam Rockwell? Oh, shit. This is Who a tough one. was not considered to be Tony Stark? Fuck. You all got it wrong. Nicolas Cage was the only person who... Yeah, who did you pick? I think Sam Rockwell. No, he like... actually auditioned for it. Oh, my yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, I remember he... This is kind of a trick question. So Leonardo DiCaprio, Clive Owen, and Sam Rockwell all were uh, considered for this movie, the 2008 version, but Nicolas Cage was also considered to be Iron Man... But in for, a previous version. Yeah, yeah, for the New Line Cinema yeah, version. Yeah, I figured he might have been too old, so I guess that's my bad. Yeah, that's all right, guys. But all these people would have been great. Um, no, they wouldn't have been. Uh, Tony Stark's. But Sam Rockwell actually becomes a... Justin Hammer. Yeah, yeah. a villain yeah. later Iron on. Iron Man 2. Yeah, yeah. One of the, from the worst movie. That's, that's, that's So I guess his audition got him into the universe. All right, here's another question. Which actress was offered the role of Pepper Potts but Ooh. turned it down? Was it Amy Adams, Karen Gillan, Jessica Chastain, or Rachel McAdams? Jesus. Fucking shit. I'm Who turned down one. the role of Pepper Potts? Oh can't be my Karen, God. It can't be Karen Gillian. Don't. Ugh, you guys picked oh Amy Adams? God. I was torn. It was like 50-50 from Who's Line. Rachel McAdams was offered the role uh, of Pepper Potts. She turned it down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rachel McAdams does enter the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. So she also... Rachel McAdams is a great actress. Too. Yeah. She would have knocked it out of the park. Yeah, John she would have been great. John just likes her. All right. All right, John. Stop getting down on one knee that and proposing to hell? her picture. One hit wonder, Mean Girls. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. She was in I'm the notebook. Yeah, come on. The notebook. She wrote to you every day. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, yeah, Andrew's still on top. Question 10. Which director was not approached to make Iron Man before Favreau? Was not? Approach. Was not approached. Was it Brian Singer, Joss Whedon, Quentin Tarantino, or Nick Cassavetes? I think I fucked up already. Fuck. Which director was know. not approached? Oh, yes. Okay, awesome. Brian Singer, yeah. yeah. So Joss Whedon, Quentin Tarantino, and Nick Cassavetes were all asked to make an Iron yeah. Man movie. Nick Cassavetes was actually pretty close. Like, he had a script. Damn it, that's the one I like picked. Why are you making me feel fucking stupid? John's like, actually, <laughs> he was second unit director. Nick Cassavetes <laughs> actually directed The Notebook. Oh, did he really? Yeah. What yeah, do you think about work. a Quentin Tarantino Iron Man movie? Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Okay, all right. Uh, let's. <laughs> yeah, Quentin Tarantino could make everything work. Uh, he's making a Star Trek, isn't he? Yep, I hope. We'll, see, that we'll see. We'll see. Ooh, John's getting close. He's only about 200 points behind. Uh, next question. Christine Everhart works for Vanity Fair in the movie, but in the comics, who does she actually write for? Is it the Daily Globe, the Daily Planet, Central City Picture News, or the Daily Bugle? You all got it right, the Daily Bugle. I think that one was kind of easy mm-hmm. if you're a comic book nerd. That's they're, true, yeah. You you would get kind of confused with the Daily Planet, Daily Globe, and... They're all dailies. Yeah. The Central City Picture News, though, apparently all, not. All of these, I think, are from real comic books. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Most of them are. I'm not going to go through which ones, because I don't remember, even though I made this. The Daily Globe <laughs> is... I don't know. That's the one that I'm, I'm blanking on. I'd have to think about that one hard, but I don't know the other ones. Spider-Man? No. 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 That's the Daily Bugle. Daily Bugle is... is uh, what does... Oh, Central City's The Flash. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Ah! <laughs> Uh, cool. You guys are getting really close. I like this drama, baby. Seven last time. Which car company had a promotional deal to appear in the film? Fuck. Was it Chevy, Lexus, Audi, or Tesla? Oh, easy. Kind of easy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Audi. He drives an Audi. You see Audis oh, everywhere. Fuck. Yeah, I fucked it up. I picked Tesla also. Well, but because you... during pre-production, he went and actually um he visited Elon Musk. Yeah. Weird, huh? God damn it. There's only one Tesla. I actually thought in... of Audi, Audi like before, as you were reading the question, but I was like, it's got to be Tesla. <laughs> Well, watch all three Inventive. Iron Man movies. He drives an Audi everywhere. Okay. There's even, a, I think True. in the second one, his Audi falls into the ocean, and it's on camera for like 10 minutes long. Um, but yeah, they had a promotional deal to be in this film. But you guys didn't choose Tesla in vain. The very first Tesla model is in his garage, but it's kind of just a... Very cameo by that. Yeah, a cameo. By, also, by that model. Tesla probably doesn't have money to be in movies right now. <laughs> they had like one car. But you're right. Elon Musk was, I think, in this movie too. Cool. All right, so still close. Still close. Andrew's yeah, still on top. John's coming back. Um, John Favreau played a character similar to Tony Stark named Pete Becker on what sitcom? John knows this. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Friends, oh, Seinfeld, or Frasier? John oh Favreau, the director, was in a... Yeah! Yeah, he yeah, played... I think he was Monica's boyfriend. Was he really? He yeah. was Monica's boyfriend I was, I and friends. Torn between Frasier and friends. He was a rich billionaire in that in the yeah in that in that episodes like in that those was... episodes, and uh, he stopped 
uh, dating Monica because he decided to become an ultimate fighter in the yeah. UFC ring. Oh my god! So uh, kind of can't believe you remember that. Kind of Iron Manny. I love Friends. Let's start a Friends podcast, <laughs> guys. What are we doing? Still doing this Marvel podcast? We're gonna do one Friends episode no every week. Marcel the monkey. We were on a break. We All were right. on My a break. Sandwich. I'm the Hanukkah armadillo. All right, here we go. Oh, getting tight. It's getting tight. Now yeah, it's just tight. 40 points, I you think. Have like one or two more questions. Yeah. Director Louis Sletcher was offered Iron Man, oh, but instead opted to direct which other Marvel movie? Was it in The Incredible Hulk, Body of Lies, Chronicles of Narnia, or Hancock? Oh, Jesus. Are uh, you serious, Andrew? Yeah, okay. Know. Yeah, <laughs> Incredible Hulk. So the no, the I next our you next right. Lou that weird, yeah. Our next podcast is over the Incredible Hulk, but that director was also offered or yeah, the to to make this movie Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk about which one's better later. <clears throat> Iron Man. <laughs> Last question. Right, boom, John got it. John Favreau chose oh, Robert fuck. Downey Jr. after seeing which of his performances. So, did he see him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, US Marshals, Chaplin or Zodiac? And you both got it right. Yeah, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. John Favreau saw that and said, hey, that's my Iron Man. Yep, and that's um, eventually the director of Iron Man 3, um, Shane Black. Yep. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. So let's see who won. John did. John won, but it was a close game at the middle. But man, Andrew, you always do well in the beginning. Well, I think he comes from the rear with the streak. Some of the yeah, yeah. uh, because I I got like a lot of uh, also some of the production questions. Like I was like, I don't think yeah, no, those are all catered to John. (laughs) So I'm like, shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, I always make it interesting. Don't don't uh, fuck you. Don't judge the integrity of the game, Andrew. Turn this shit off. (laughs) Andrew's Andrew's throwing a tantrum and he's throwing things and he's screaming. Don't do this. Yeah, that was our trivia game. Hope you guys learned a little bit something about behind the scenes of Iron Man. It's crazy how many directors and writers and actors were considered but i think that happens in every movie mm-hmm. um it's just fun to talk about now because it's like whoosh, what if rachel mcadams and nicholas cage were iron yeah, man exactly and pepper Potts. oh my god that would have been the worst movie you don't understand <laughs> i wrote to you every day uh we don't wear sweaters on thursdays i don't know i mean girls um but yeah cool guys we'll see you guys after this break Hey guys, just a reminder that you can win something really cool this week and every week until the Infinity War movie comes out in May. All you have to do is go to facebook.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D, and you can win something really cool. I know for this episode, we're giving away something uh, that has to do with Iron Man, of course. Next week, we're giving something away that has to do with the Hulk. And that's a lot of stuff that you could win. And you can you can enter every single week. Go to Facebook.com slash DelphinPod and you'll be able to win something super cool. Uh, welcome back. So let's talk about something that happens in every Marvel movie. And that's that Stan Lee cameo, baby. So let's talk. This is the very first um, MCU movie. So it's the very first MCU um uh, cameo from Stan Lee. What is the uh, uh, Hugh Hefner? Yeah, the Hugh Hefner. Yeah, yeah. Or Damn, he's, that sucks that it's the first one. He's credited to, uh, as playing himself, so he's supposed to well, be Stan Lee. Yeah, as well, Hugh Hefner. That's like, what, he, he, what Stark yeah. does. Stark walks by and just goes, "Looking good, Hef." And he just like pats but him on the butt. Actually, the creator of Marvel is actually attending his. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, party? A gal- party? Gal- yeah, Matt Gala or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pretty Isn't insane. But yeah, uh, so. Stan Lee's cameos did not start with Iron Man. He's been in almost every other... The first X-Men movie. Yeah, first he's X-Men, he's in, in Spider-Man. Uh, Fantastic Four. He's the lobbyman in yeah, the... Yeah, uh, he's all the... All the that, that tradition was started whenever the, um, whenever was the Marvel Blade. movies started coming out. Which <laughs> is like the first... The first X-Men movie um, was the first big Marvel movie that hit big at the box office. Obviously, there was Blade before that, but that didn't, you know... It wasn't like a giant, like mainstream hit, like the way X Men was. It's something that he thought of doing in the big movies, but his writers, when they wrote the comic books as a joke, would draw him into, into the comic anyway. books. Yeah, exactly. Him and the other guy, Kirby, uh, Jack Kirby, uh, Jack Kirby. Um, so it, and so after that, he showed up in the TV shows, in the specials, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think now it's something that people look forward to in these in these movies is it's almost like it's not complete unless they have a, a Stanley reference or yeah. a Stanley cameo. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think it's really fun and cool. It's, it's close to the, the, 
hysteria that happens when you're watching a Pixar movie and you're trying to find the Pizza Planet truck or the blue ball mm-hmm. or any of the other people. Stan, but Stan Lee's blue cameos, balls. blue balls. Uh, yeah. Why did I say that? <laughs> Freudian <laughs> slip. Am I right? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So yeah, he even makes cameos in like some of the Netflix shows. He makes cameos in the Runaways. Yeah. Cartoons. I think his cameos also evolved. So this is the very early on uh, movie. So obviously it's a real quick. Real quick cameo, yeah. But uh, as we talk about them later on, I think it's going to be really cool to talk about how he plays into some really important scenes in right. some of these And movies. then there's one movie that obviously everyone knows what it is if they've, if they've followed the movies. But um, there is one movie where he has the best cameo that explains all the cameos that he's Ever. Had. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's actually pretty awesome. Stan Lee's cameo in this, I'd rate it kind of because at the end of this, we'll probably have a list of cameos. It's kind of at the bottom because it's just so quick yeah, and it's not anything. That's what but, I was like, damn, that sucks that it's his first one. Yeah, but it, it's going to be exciting to see where this goes. Um, yeah, let's talk about uh, a segment we'll call MC. Wait, ah, we'll figure out the segment name. <laughs> we'll figure out the name of the segment eventually. <laughs> but Iron Man, the this movie had so many implications for the future. Um, but what do you think uh, what were some of your most favorite parts from this movie? Or what did you guys take away from watching it? <clears throat> um, taking away this from watching, like I said earlier, um, I had a re like you know reinterest in all sorts of not just specific superheroes either like because like when it watching those other movies like you know um x-men and spider-man i guess and this one got kind of got me into this movie i think because i remember even like around this time like i was kind of just jumping into comics around that around this time in, in in my life and um this movie got me into a lot of superhero lore like this movie specifically, like, you know, I know the Dark Knight came out and um, Batman is my like, you know, personal favorite superhero and stuff like that. But Dark Knight came out and it had a whole different effect on me and stuff like that. Yeah. Dar- the Dark Knight really didn't um, focus too much on the uh, superhero. superhero aspect. Aspect. Well, see, that's the thing is like because the Dark Knight is a whole different movie. The Dark Knight is a great movie. And yeah. I feel like that that movie is like what Andrew said earlier which is not like, which I, I guess I kind of disagree with what he said earlier because like these movies are not that the dark Knight and like movies, like movies like the dark Knight, I guess like the way they, I mean, shit, even like up into like Batman versus Superman. Um, those, those are movies that like are good movies featuring superheroes or featuring people who are trying to be superheroes because I don't take the dark Knight even now, like I mean, it's probably the best Batman movie. I don't take that as an actual Batman movie. I take that as a really, really good crime movie starring Batman. The, the Iron Man <clears throat> movie that came out and the ones that came out after it, like even the Hulk and stuff and what we'll talk about, those are actual superhero movies. Like that's a movie like where <clears throat> that's like a um, a really cool, almost like you throw back to like 80s adventures movies where there's like a central hero and stuff like that. And there's like, you know, a really cool resolution. There's like, you know, the, there's obviously emotional moments because, you know, in this movie you have scenes where like you know where, where he's talking to pepper and trying to be human you know and he's broken down in this human. movie yeah he's being he's all he's, the way down to his core almost dying exactly yeah and it's it's actually a really like it's it's just really really fun and a really cool way to get into if you've never been into superheroes at all like it's a really good like entry point especially because like you know uh, danny's performance and the action scenes the action scenes aren't that like you know in retrospect because you know it's early still on still a monster kind yeah. of thing at the end they're not and... too like exciting nowadays but they're still like they're still pretty like you know eye catching and i think it you know it it works and i think it's a great like out of this first iron man movie is probably like one of the better marvel movies like overall because of like the way you know it's it's rewatch rewatchability yeah, and we talked about Robert Downey Jr. a lot, but Jeff Bridges was great. Jeff Bridges Pepper great. Potts was yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow was awesome. Gwyneth Paltrow did a great John job. Favreau John Favreau as, um, as Happy Hogan was like awesome. Terrence the fact Howard. that they got all, yeah, oh well, the Terrence Howard stuff is a little unfortunate, but like the fact that we, um, the fact that we they made the movie like this with a huge cast like that and stuff, and it just worked, especially because like we talked about the production company, the troubles earlier, like how it's just, um, Jeff Bridges called it like a, a $200 million student film. Yeah. Because they had like no dialogue. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome. And it's just, you know, it's insane that this, this, all of this led to what whatever we're talking about right now. Yeah. And the movie was really successful. I, I'm pretty sure it got close or if not completely paid that first loan off to make the, the three movies. Of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it, it really did well for them. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to talk about, Andrew? Any 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 other big Iron Man thing? I know um, you're you're dressed up as Iron Man right now. It's kind of uncomfortable. He's yeah. undressing at the moment and putting on purple shorts. For, yeah, to, to be for the, the Hulk, Hulk yeah. during the next episode. Damn, that's a straight fat joke. 
Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um anyway oh yeah i I mean i liked iron man i I, it's actually been so long uh, that i don't actually remember watching it in the at the movies but i just know that i've watched it for so long for i've watched it a lot for so long almost like maybe twice a year it holds up it's not that dated well and that's what's cool to 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 see in um in a film franchise is that first movie kind of stayed on top for a long time and it still is one of the best ones besides like the winter soldier and the avengers and um, I can't even. I, I think those are or Guardians. <clears throat> to me, those movies are like the probably the best of the of the bunch. And I mean, The Incredible Hulk wasn't that bad. I kind of, I, I kind of have a soft spot for The Incredible Hulk. But to see the first one really hold its ground with everything else that was so much newer, um, was pretty impressive. And again, I mean, it's just a to me, it's a like a classic superhero movie. So people are gonna start talking about it like a classic, especially since it's. Now ten years old, you know. So, yeah, and yeah. it's also so close to the end because there's all obviously rumors in Infinity War that Downey Jr. wants to Downey Jr. wants to hang it up after that, and so you know it's it's going to become a classic in its own right, and it's it's just I don't know, it's pretty awesome. I I love that movie, and that movie actually got me into Iron Man as a character. Like you know, up before that, I mean, I agreed with everybody else. It was he was a B list character, um, you know his um, only because also this, this is the biggest thing the suit always the way it was always drawn before the extremist storyline and the extremist storyline is what actually influenced this movie um this the way the suit was always drawn up until the the mid 2000s was very dumb to me <laughs> like i did not like the way iron man looked it almost looked like spandex yeah it looks like spandex but they're obviously like metal parts but the way it's drawn is just really really weird looking it's like every other superhero mm-hmm. kind of and he, like you know he has those slits in his eyes but you don't see anything behind him like, had an association they're, they're not... of like a hot dog yeah, it was like, like it, yellow it, it and red, looks, like mustard and ketchup. Really it looked like odd. a hot dog. And it wasn't until this movie that like he was actually designed right, and yeah. you know, it's definitely the the biggest thing. A legit, is, like you know, a legit. That was a big a legit jump, character. a big jump in his character history. It's like, um, I mean, we'll talk about Spider Man when we get there, but it's like characters like the Vulture, where they were on their way out before, you know, it was just some dude in a feather suit, you know, some yeah. old old dude. But now these movies revolutionize what the character. You got to modernize them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, think of all the Batman characters that were silly. AF. Yeah, pain and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, um, it's pretty interesting to see. Um, yeah, it's cool. This movie is definitely modern. It's grounded in reality, which is tough for super real too. Like, yeah, you had no idea what was coming after this because, um, you say that the grounded in reality stuff too, which is really funny because all of these people were reluctant to work towards. Whenever it became apparent that they're going to be an Avengers universe, all of these actors, Favreau, Downey, they were all reluctant to work on anything. Avengers related because it's yeah. like how do you blow that you're gonna blow the reality yeah. that we just created but how good I think what was was really good especially for a first movie is they kept the stakes low it was very personal um it wasn't like the universe was gonna get destroyed in the oh, very wow. first mm-hmm. Iron Man movie because then there would yeah. be nowhere to go from there it was just terrorists that wanted well even know, the even the villain at the very end like yeah like <laughs> the Ironmonger who was played um NBD <laughs> Jeff Bridges who played the Ironmonger I mean the the all he wants is control of the company. Yeah. yeah. So nothing just, would be yeah. hurt. I mean, obviously there would be casualties, but yeah, it was just very personal to mm-hmm. the, these people. So that was such a good decision to to do right off the bat where you don't have the world being saved every time. And by the time the Avengers come around, you actually needed the Avengers. You yeah, didn't exactly, just need yeah. Iron Man. But yeah, so that that was really cool. Um I think there it's it's tough to think of times where actors are perfect for for roles. It, you can it's just a handful. I mean, you you talk about you know Heath Ledger Joker stuff, Jack Sparrow, um, you know these these kind of um, singular roles that are just big parts of pop culture. I think Iron Man's Iron Man's up there for especially Robert Downey Jr. It was so married to who he was. It was probably um, going to be tough to find someone else to do what what he did with it. So mm-hmm. well, and that's going to be unfortunate too. Is that like. After he's done with this, are you hanging it up for like acting? Because like you're gonna be typecast, <laughs> you know, as Iron Man. You are yeah. Iron Man, and like every other film after that's gonna have to like do, unless you're Sherlock. Just an, that's just an unfortunate thing of like su- playing superhero yeah. or big characters, well, in especially general. for like something like ten years. It'd yeah. be like playing James Bond for ten years, and then everybody else is gonna see you as James Bond. Roger it's, Moore. It's basically. just one of those things where like it's such an iconic character in not only you know geekdom, but now it's become like embedded into the culture yeah. that. You know, that that's what's hip and that's what's happening. Well, and I think he's used this. He's, I mean, because he's definitely getting paid a, a 
ton, more than everyone else, because um, yeah. he's on the in on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, I think, even gets a cut of every Marvel movie mm-hmm. just overall. Um, but but he is going to replace Stanley's cameos. Like he's <laughs> going to come back for every movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Can you imagine after this Disney merger, it's like him and uh, um, Wolverine cameoing well, that, in every movie? Is that like to me, like they're, they're just getting started. Yeah, you know, so like now, now that that's what I always said that they needed to do was acquire the rights for X Men and for the Fantastic Four to keep one upping. Because after Infinity War, I was like, that's why I was so scared. Because after Infinity War, how are you going to top that? Yeah, and th- this is the way you can do it. Yeah, you know, Spider Man was big. Everybody's like, whoa! Like that's what that's why everybody went to see Civil War. Deep down inside, everybody just wanted to see Spider Man in yeah. in that universe. And then now you get these introductions of you know some of the core. You know, they have the two of the best villains, Doctor Doom, Galactus, Galactus have, or yeah. um, you know, Magneto, Super and, Scroll. Yeah, Super Scroll, and and meant some of the founding characters of Marvel, like the Human Torch, um, can come back and you know actually join up with the rest of who knows yeah, what. Right, how yeah. many characters are there now? You know, and X I think what's cool with I think what's really great about Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. is because they're so similar to each other, you can cast Robert Downey Jr. Since Iron Man, he made a. He was in Tropic Thunder, which was which really, is great. Which was, he was, was Oscar amazing, nominated yeah. for. Um, he was in that. He Sherlock Holmes. People Sherlock probably Holmes, went yeah. because of yeah. his name recognition his name. now after Marvel. And I think him and his wife actually started a production company and like to make dramas. I think they made yeah. the movie called The Judge. The Judge. Yeah. Now that they had the capital to do it, so and that still got like some Oscar noms. I mean, I mean, yeah. he didn't. Robert. I mean, it was Duvall. okay. Robert Downey Jr. didn't get any. But Robert Duvall got an Oscar nom. Yeah. I liked him in Bowfinger. <laughs> okay, all right. That's Welcome to our it. Bowfinger podcast. Um, but yeah, so this movie definitely set the pace. Robert Downey Jr. was in Bowfinger. <laughs> Boom. Man. It was really the, past. the Shaggy Dog, baby. <laughs> oh, wow. Was he in Shaggy Dog? Yeah, Charlie Bartlett. I thought all Tim, the... Okay, I was going to say, I thought Tim Allen was Shaggy Dog. He, oh, he was, 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 he was the Charlie lawyer. Chaplin. Charlie Bartlett. Yeah. He was in Char- Oscar. Oh, he was Charlie Chaplin too. Here, Oscar right. Nam. A long time ago. Boom. Oscar Nam, baby. Uh, boom, boom, yeah, boom, so this boom, movie boom, sets, boom. sets the tone. It's it's definitely up there. It's going to be one of ten, it's ten years old, a decade old, and it's still remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 definitely, mm-hmm. it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can just watch it. It's on Hulu too. It's on Hulu. You can watch it. There. It's on Hulu too. Totally the second everywhere. Hulu. Yeah. Um, Hulu yeah. too. The yeah. sequel. Cool. Guys, we'll what are you, what are your final thoughts on Iron Man, and uh, what are you excited to see next? Um, I think if even if I mean, please watch all the Marvel movies because we're going to be go- going over them. But I think it'd be cool before going to see Infinity War, just watching this one and that's it. And then, you know, watching Infinity War to just kind of go, whoa. Yeah, because there's probably like, going to be some callbacks. The, there has to be some callbacks. And that's to this just movie. like the biggest thing ever where you're like, well, look at this jump. Like it's literally to the point where like. It's not boring at all or nothing drags because every time you cut away, you're with a different fucking character that that you've learned to care about or whatever, you know, and it all started with just this little little iron seed. Yeah, with this student project. Yeah, basically this two hundred million dollar student project. Yeah. And thank God for John Favreau's success after this, because I mean, motherfucker set for life now. Yeah, he's motherfucking set for life. Yeah, Yeah. with Lion King and like he can be the real billionaire he played on Friends now. He's forever the whenever they bill him now in future movies, he's forever the director. Like he's like the Stan Lee of the MCU. Okay. Essentially. Oh wait, Stan Lee. Kevin Feige is Jack Kirby. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Feige is Kevin Feige. Kevin Kevin Fabergé. Fabergé. Kevin Feige. John, what do you think about Iron Man, bro? It's great. I mean, it's one of my favorites of the um the entire Marvel universe. Um, I feel like if no one, if people are watching this or listening to this and they haven't seen it, I'm kind of wondering Shame why they're listening to it. Yeah, but also, yeah, go go out and watch it and just like you know own it because i was like this is one of the movies that like i feel like you should own this, this will be on the criterion collection in like 10 years yeah <laughs> i i agree i think i think this is going to be on the, <laughs> the criterion on, i think collection. i think citizen kane better watch its back yeah <laughs> that's what i think ingmar bergman watch it's out neck, john fabric uh, iron man is in color no so i definitely <laughs> think it's one of the best superhero films of the last decade um and i i think it it was so perfect and you called it lightning in the bottle before the pod, because it really was. It, it was, yeah. I like, couldn't think of another director, another actor, or another you know producer. James Cameron. There's two <laughs> movies in the Marvel universe that are um, meant to go wrong. Brad Pitt. Yeah, and it was this one and the Avengers, and these yeah. movies, those movies had literally every odd 
possible stacked against them. Stacked against them. Yeah. yeah, and they above you couldn't all meet else, the expectations like they... of like <clears throat> fitting the imagination of reading a comic book, you know, because you get all these things that happen in between the panels in in your mind. And I think I said this on the Justice League podcast where like you're like, whoa, like you see Iron Man punch Thanos, but in your head he's like kick he's kicking Thanos's ass all over the place, you yeah, know? instead of just that one punch, yeah. And for sure, you people were like, oh man, well it's not gonna be as cool as anything I could think of, yeah. And then suddenly it is. It's just crazy. I think it's it's bonkers, and it's it's gonna be looked back on for sure as as one of the biggest biggest things to happen to to pop culture, especially since it was so successful and it launched this whole podcast. And I think people are gonna really remember <laughs> this podcast. And mm-hmm. guys, don't remember us. Look at Iron Man. That's really where where this started. <laughs> where right? it started. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, cool, awesome, guys. Well, thanks for being on this first episode. Of Countdown to Infinity. Of, of starting the journey. Starting the journey. We're like the Iron oh. Man of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of the podcast mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this episode is Mark One. Yeah, you, you would call it man, podcast. Man, we're gonna Mark go all one. the way up to forty two, baby. This Jackie is Jackie Robinson. This is Phase One, Chapter One of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Phase. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week for Incredible Hulk. We'll wait like five seconds and we'll talk about the after credit scene. Psych, bitches. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. You thought this thing was over. No, but much like the Marvel movies, this we're going to talk about the after credits scene in our after credits. Bada boom. Um, I bet your mind was blown. Can you guys remind me what the after credits scene was? So it's um, Tony Stark arriving back at his home, and he turns on the lights, um, and he sees um, Super Spy... Um, Agent Nick Fury, and no, that's not David Hasselhoff. That's actually no, it's, not. it's actually Samuel Samuel L. Motherfucking L. Jack. Did we know yeah. that he was going to be in this movie? Um, so the cool thing is that the 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 comics that inspired this universe, the Ultimate, um, the Ultimate by Mark Millar, exactly by Mark Millar, was um, released, and they actually drew Nick Fury as Samuel as Jackson Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Hey, we're going to make a movie. Let's actually get Samuel Jackson." Wow! And then that's how that started. But that, just that was adding cool to his Samuel Jackson is the highest grossing yeah, this, actor this ever been in everything. This Add another been billion. In yeah. In Jurassic Park. Boom. In Quentin Tarantino's uh, universe. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, he's been in Snakes on a Plane. He, he needs to is, get into Harry Potter. That's what he needs to get into. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's Put the him next in Fantastic Beast. Let's he, start a petition. I feel like he's, he might be. Put him in the <laughs> second one. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's James Cameron, idea. you need to re-edit Titanic and Avatar and yeah. have There's some Samuel Jackson. There's some snakes on this motherfucking boat. <laughs> Titanic, baby. Arnold Vosloo dies. Is that Arnold Vosloo or is Billy Zane? Billy Zane. I get those two confused. Wow. You are, you don't see race, that's why. But, yeah, that's the after credit scene. Is he comes up. Crazy. And he says, hey, would you like to join? Basically, yeah, the, the Avengers, Avengers Initiative. Avengers Assemble. Which, at wow. that point, it was just kind of weird because you're just Hulk like, Hulk comes smashing the through fuck? the window. I'm just kidding, I made that part. You didn't know that this was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You didn't know movie. if it was going to fall come through or not. Like, it was kind of a little cool nod to the fans. Like, that's what it really was. Because I think that's how... They even said it too when they when they explained the after credit scene. They said like, "Oh, that was just a cool nod to the fans." And wasn't like, that it may happen, ballsy maybe. too? Yeah, that was a little ballsy. It huh? was ballsy, and well, it was really cool when you watched it. Because like, what no if fucking like, way what if like, they were gonna make them? Yeah, they didn't make them. Well, this uh, is something. So during this time, this was right before I think the film bubble kind of burst because um, Netflix wasn't out yet, Hulu was out, streaming wasn't even a thing yet. TV was still, you know, important, but um, people were starting to worry about movies. Be like, man, are people going to go to movies uh, or are there only going to be like four big, you know, things? Indiana Jones was just re-released during the same year. So I think what was really crazy is Marvel set that tone saying, uh, we're about to make a motherfucking event happen in that box office with, you know, the Avengers and with infinity wars you know 10 years from now we're gonna make that happen so this was super it was like a a great way to start off the anticipation for you know millions of people going to the movies to to watch one thing right i know bonkers i I remember sitting there for that i think that's the only part i do remember uh is the after credits because everybody you don't remember anything else and we just did a whole podcast about it yeah no (laughs) 
No, but um, what I mean, when, from the time I saw the movie was that everybody was like, oh, man, like, I, who's playing Cap? Who's playing Thor? Yeah, exactly. you know? Who's playing who, all these who, other people? Who's yeah. doing like, whoa, I wonder who they're going to be fighting. And people are Googling S.H.I.E.L.D. at home and yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Fury yeah. Uh-huh. and what was happening. Yeah. So, so exciting. Great that, after that credit cool. scene. Great after credit scene. It sets it up for what movie comes up next week. Sort of. Bada boom. Bada boom. You have to... We have, we're going to visit uh, our, our neighbor, Avenger. Um, uh, Hulk uh, smash. Bruce yeah, Banner. Yeah, yeah Bruce, whatever. Before he changes his face into R- Mark Ruffalo. Bruce Bonner. Bruce Boner. All right, guys. Later. If you like that episode, then you're going to love the next couple months of your life because we're coming back every single week until May with a new episode of Countdown to Infinity, the Avengers podcast. Uh, We're going to keep watching these movies and keep talking about them, play these fun games and give stuff away. And don't forget to review it. Go to iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play and give us a good review and we'll send you something really nice from our hearts. See you next week.